in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hi everyone! Hello. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, this is episode one hundred and five of the Two White Chicks in China. It is mm-hmm. plunging forward into the hundreds. Yes. Yes. So I usually、um, give you a fact about China to start off with,、mm-hmm. but today、um, there were two incidents that happened right before I came into work,、oh. like in, within the last half hour. To me,、yeah. oh, okay, great. That are kind of like <laughs> only in China moments. So I was like, maybe I'll save the fact for next week and then yeah, do this because this is、it. like real life, what it's like to live in China. Great. So the first one was that I went to get my breakfast. At, I go to the same place to get my breakfast.、Mm-hmm. And I love Chinese breakfast. That's like half the reason why I come into the office is because the breakfast place. What? Do you have to spend time with those? Come on! I'm like looking forward to the Chinese breakfast. I love it. The street breakfast here in China is so good. I think we've talked about it in other episodes, but I mentioned it again. And we now have our own video series about food in China, and we do do a lot of foods that are breakfast related.、So. It's true. It's true. So don't forget to watch that if you haven't seen that. We love your feedback on that too. Um, so I went to get the breakfast, and those people know me there because I've been going there for like years.、Yeah. <clears throat> and this time there was a new guy there, and he was this young guy, maybe like eighteen or twenty,、mm-hmm. something like that. And he comes right up and he goes, "What can I get for you in English?" In English? Yeah. Oh wow. And like, oh, you speak English, and then he's, you know, you can see him get real nervous. Oh, listen. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll have. Um, a porridge, rice porridge, and then、uh, soy milk, and that's where his English stopped. stopped. Yeah, yeah. But you could see his mom. So his mom、oh. must work at the stand because she's a woman that I see <laughs> there often, and so I can see her like nudging、mm. him with her elbows. That old、like, oh, chestnut. Practice, yeah, practice yeah. your、um, your English. And the poor guy, he he doesn't know what I'm saying after that. He just knew that one sentence. He said it really well, but that's、yeah. all he knew. Um, and he was like real nervous. Like sometimes Chinese people get like really, really nervous when they're speaking、mm-hmm. to foreigners, and it's really, it's really endearing actually. Yeah, it is. Especially because he's like this young guy. I don't know. It's just very cute.、Um, anyways, so I was gonna pretend that I didn't speak any Chinese just to kind of like help him save face. But then the person behind him, who's, who's one of the other guys who works at that breakfast shop, asked me a question in Chinese, and then I respond to him in mm-hmm. Chinese. Mm-hmm. And then the poor little guy's face just turns beet red because he、oh. realizes that I can speak Chinese fine. And so I know that situation so well when you're like trying really hard. Nice yeah, I was like trying really hard to speak another language, and then you realize that person speaks your native language way better than you speak、mm-hmm. theirs. And it's just like one of those moments that I'm like, I know, I I know so well what、yeah. that's like. <laughs> yeah. But in China, you often get this where it's like you're in the elevator and there's a little kid next to you, and then the mom is just like jabbing him in the、yeah. side, saying like, say something, or asking them like, how do you say this in in English? Like, you know, it's like they're not really talking to you, but they're kind of talking. Around, around you, yeah, around you, yeah. That's the only way to describe it. You're absolutely right, and they'll be like, "Yes,、yeah, saying, 'Oh, like, how do you say hello in English?'" and like trying to get the kid to talk, and the kid's just like, "Shut up, mom!" Like, not actually, but you know that's how they feel. Yeah, they look、cool、just、things. like so humiliated. And I've often had it where like someone's on the phone, and it's true, Chinese people do use English. Like they're starting to incorporate. 
English words into their daily conversation, little mm-hmm. things, but it's it's definitely exaggerated when like a guy's on the phone, he sees me approach, the and then all of a sudden say, he starts popping English yeah. words into his. I'll always hear you often hear them say hello. Yeah, you think you would you not? And you're like, why you are you saying, don't speak English? Why are you saying hello? Like yeah. this is not normal. <laughs> or oh my god, that's another one that they love to do. Oh my god. Or yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. But then the whole rest of the conversation is in Chinese. Yeah. And they're doing it because they see you and yeah. they kind of like want to impress you. But that's you. quite nice in a way that they're trying to like uh, accommodate us. I mean, it's bad because there's so many. I mean, and I, my Chinese is poor compared, like considering I've been here for a long time. And so it's nice that they, they are like a lot of Chinese people do try and accommodate for us in a way. I, I have experienced a similar kind of thing with the, when I'm walking the dog. Uh, people, there are, you know, we, we meet dog owners all the time and there's sometimes this conversation and if the dogs are like misbehaving, they'll talk in English to the dog. <laughs> Just like, okay, fine. Do you think he understands? No. Well, perhaps. So Bilingual funny. dogs. <laughs> anyway. So funny. I just felt so bad for this yeah, guy. Because I could just see him was, he was so humiliated. Oh, shucks. But he did do his best. Yeah. And then as I get in, so that that happened five minutes before the next incident, <laughs> which was I got into the office. Well, I, I went into the office building and I was in the elevator. Um, and there were a couple people in the elevator. And um, I was getting off at the same floor as another guy. And mm-hmm. so the other people gradually got off. And then it was me and this guy in mm-hmm. the elevator. And I notice he's looking at me, which is not an uncommon thing in China. You know, they, they're very curious about foreigners. Um, but he's getting, like, really close to my <laughs> face. <laughs> no. And, you know, my strategy in this situation is always just to just pretend look, like it's not look, happening. Look forward, just, like, look blank look or just, like, get out my phone and pretend to do something on my phone. But he's, like, hardcore staring at me. And finally I make eye contact <laughs> with him because I'm like, what is this guy looking at? And he goes, in Chinese, he goes, are you Chinese? <laughs> and this is okay i haven't said anything because i understand it a little bit better like this has happened to me before when i've like been speaking chinese to yeah, somebody and they've asked me if i'm enough. chinese like that's happened several times but i understand that because they just don't really expect a foreigner to speak chinese but i hadn't said anything so he was just like studying my face and then is it are you so chinese funny. i'm like no. <laughs> well, we've talked about. I mean, this this is. I I don't mean to. This might sound offensive, but it's not. It doesn't mean that at all. Like I'm not saying that at all. But there there is a lot of plastic surgery going on in this country right now. I guess. So maybe he thought perhaps you could have had some kind of eye thingy. Or whatever. I guess. Like but, I mean, my you don't eyes look blue and like, like <laughs> changed my nose and like my whole facial structure. Yeah. Yeah, my sister just got our DNA. Yeah, yeah, we just got our DNA. She did one of those ancestry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're like 99% European or something like that. So, yeah, I'm very white. So, (laughs) I guess the only, because I told Champs and that, our colleague here, when I came in, because I was just giggling about it. Like, this guy thought I was Chinese. Um, she was like, maybe he thought you were from Xinjiang, so that's like in west northwestern China. But people in Xinjiang do not look European. They look no. Turkic yes. and like Central Asian. They do look different from the mm. majority Han Chinese, but they do not look yeah. like I look. Yeah. And so it's just like, no, no, that's but, not an yeah. excuse. Maybe you just thought you were some like you were some different minority that he'd never seen before. I mean, it is a I big guess. country, you know. Like uh, I, I know. guess, I guess, uh, yeah. but it was pretty. Culture funny. Here, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. So it's like two things that happened before. 
getting into work. <laughs> well, these things must come in threes, so I'm assuming that when you leave, something else is going to happen. Oh, yeah? That mm. you can tell us next time. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any um, news or yeah. comments or what's going on today? Yeah, so um, I actually originally had um, a news a story from Garden China, which is about funeral strippers. Um, so, but then on my way to work, I was reading China Wire and I found, uh, another story, um, which was about a woman who sent her husband to the morgue after thinking he died in his sleep. Oh. Yeah. So, would you want to hear about funeral strippers or? Both of these are very dark, Holly. And, well, yeah, they are, but I found them a little bit funny. They're not really, this, this, the, the, the dying part is not funny. The, the situation is amusing. Can I say both? Because I okay, don't know which right. one to choose. All right, funeral strippers then first. <laughs> so this is a thing, and I, I kind of feel like I've mentioned this in the past. Um, in some uh, in some areas of China, when there's a funeral, um, this sounds so strange, but basically people want to impress their audience, guests, audience. Um, so when there's a funeral... Um, Sometimes they hire strippers to get more people to attend the funeral. Oh, oh! So it's for two reasons: to people to get people to attend the funeral, and also to impress people with their wealth. So th- I can afford a stripper. <laughs> so they advertise it for like I before the funeral, so people know. There wasn't anything about that. I guess there must be. You know, it must get around. Oh, he's hired a stripper. Yeah, we better go to this one. Oh. Yeah. That's so tacky. It is, isn't it? So, but basically, um, the Ministry of Culture are trying to crack down on this. Thank uh, you. <laughs> they're, they're targeting, quote, obscene, pornographic, and vulgar performances. So weird. And there's been a hotline set up, and this is in 19 cities across Henan, Anhui, uh, Jiangsu, and Hebei provinces. <laughs> and so basically, if you call a hot, the hotline, you can get a... Uh, a monetary reward for dubbing people in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for having for funeral misdeeds. Oh, so it's it's quite funny, really. I mean, on uh, the one hand, I do think that... it, people should have the funeral that they want. Like, yeah, sure. But this just seems really weird. It's shady. not really about celebrating the person who passed away. It's just about, oh, I, I'm you know, let's impress people, the guests with strippers. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Be- uh, Beijing actually banned this kind of thing in 2015, but it's still going on in other in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was they had like an expert in this article who said in some local cultures, dancing with erotic elements can be used to convey the deceased the deceased's wishes of being blessed with many children. I don't get that. Um, and not this culture. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. come on. So it's just they're grasping anyway. at straws here. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so let me uh, tell you about this the story I got from China Wire this morning. And so it it, it is sad. It's just it's also kind of a strange one. Um, so th- there was a, a gentleman who sadly been suffering from late stage cancer, and um, his, so he passed aw- his his wife came to wake him in the morning, and she thought he'd passed away, and so she called the funeral that home uh, and so they came to collect him and um, the morticians were working on him they were putting makeup on him and then all of a sudden they realized he was like his fingers were twitching and he was still alive so they called uh, they called the wife and they called the hospital but unfortunately between then and the uh, an ambulance coming to take him he unfortunately passed away but um, as a like a to I don't know like to 
I don't know, to make things kind of better, the funeral home, like, said, we, you know, we won't make you pay for it. <laughs> like, make you pay for the funeral. So I don't they know, don't need somebody to pronounce them okay, dead? Okay, yeah, this is the interesting part. So in China, in rural areas, apparently you don't need to have, like, a coroner to say that someone's dead. Huh. So yeah. I imagine this is not the first time that this has happened. I doubt happened. I mean, this is like the kind of stuff that was happening in the 1800s where they would bury people with bells because they were so afraid of, you know, do you know, I mean, I, it was, I guess it happened in the US as well, where they were so petrified that they were going to be buried alive that they would put little bells in the coffins. And you'd be able to hear that from above the ground? I don't know. I don't know if they ever, but they would, you know, like when... It, in some situations where they had, like, exhumed bodies for whatever reason, they would sometimes find, like, scratch marks on the inside of the oh. coffin lid. So there was... And, and it was all, you know, the paranormal was a big thing then, and, you know, vampires and zombies were, like, a bit... became popular, in the, so they, they would put little bells in the coffin. <laughs> I mean, I'm no doctor, but is thing. it really that hard to tell whether or not somebody is dead? The, the, the wife thought that he was not breathing anymore. But did she not check to see whether his heart was pumping blood through his body? Don't know. Because I mean, doesn't say. She, I don't know. Some I people guess do she'd... breathe really shallowly, so I yeah, understand that's right. and that's slowly true. and stuff. Especially yeah. if he's approaching yeah. death anyway. But... And some people also have weak pulses. I can never find my own pulse mm. when, like, when I'm just like you know, s- sitting. You know, I can never find okay. it. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, Oh, uh, actually, there's a, little, there's a little quote from the funeral company. This is the third such case I've seen since I got into this business, said the manager of the funeral company. Oh. Um, when relatives find a loved one apparently not breathing and their body stiff and cold, it's easy to assume they're dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, but one should still perform the necessary medical examinations to check their heartbeat, blood pressure and pulse, which I guess this lady didn't do. I guess, I mean, I, it, I guess this gentleman who passed away was... I guess about it was almost time, so mm-hmm. it was probably the wife just assumed. But oh, yeah. how horrible yeah, you it's feel, bizarre, isn't it? Creepy. Yes, a little bit. So, what are we talking about today? Though, <laughs> right. is it related to death? <laughs> uh, well, we've got a voicemail from Katie. No, it's not. Although there is something that's slightly related to this topic that's going to come up a bit later. Oh, yeah, it's a bit sick. Uh, Yeah, so let's listen to our question from Katie. Hello, my name is Katie. I'm from the Pacific Northwest of the United States, and I'm planning to move to China to teach English in the upcoming year. My question is if thrift shops are a thing in China like they are in the U.S. I love uh, the thrill of the hunt at charity shops and thrift shops and finding cute stuff for super cheap here. And I was wondering if that kind of... Uh, culture also existed in China and if it's very common or easy to find. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. Uh, I, um, this is a really super interesting question, to be honest. Um, when I first listened to this question, I was like, oh, this is going to be a short one. That's not, we, there aren't any. But, yeah. but, uh, I did some research 
And uh, apparently in Shanghai, the thrift shops do exist. Oh, really? Yes, okay. yes. So um, there's a... I've definitely never seen one here in me, China. Not, me, not like we have... I mean, I guess we it. have it's in different. the UK and we have in the States. Although even between our two countries, thrift shops and charity shops are a completely different thing, mm-hmm. I, I think. Like, you have these mass, like, huge places, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, kind of cool to go thrift shopping. It's like a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas at home, it's not really a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, do you have like vintage shops? Yeah, well, that's a different thing. But isn't then they're it? more expensive. Like it's well, really yeah. pricey, so, right? Yeah, it, I remember when I was still at home, and um, I'd gone into a charity shop in York, and they had they they had vintage stuff in there. And you know, before vintage became a thing, they were selling these handbags for like two quid, and they were selling these vintage handbags for like fifty, sixty Ooh. pound. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if someone sold them on eBay, they might make that much, but in a charity shop, it's... Mm-hmm. it's good. I mean, it's good. It's going to the charity. That's not a bad thing. Uh, yeah, so I found there's this company called Buy42. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this. No, I haven't. So this is a thing in Shanghai, but it's also an online store. So they have an actual shop, bricks and mortar shop in Shanghai. But it's apparently the first charity shop in China. Oh. Yeah. And... Um, but it's a bit different, so the, a lot of the items have been donated by Alibaba and Johnny Walker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't know, don't understand that part. Um, and so the the, um, the 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 money that the the, the shop makes goes to the employees. So they employ they actually employ people with disabilities, and so the proceeds from the sales go to the staff and other disabled workers who work for the in the shop and also on the website. Oh, so that's where all the disabled people are in China because we just, like, don't see them (laughs) here. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, I was quite surprised because I I was... I'd never heard of this before. Did you check out the website? Yeah, it was very... It was actually... It was mostly in English. Oh. So I'm guessing... I'm assuming that the... I guess it's geared towards expats. Possibly. Yeah, I feel like uh, here buying secondhand, at least, like, clothing. Like, some right. things are kind of more acceptable to buy secondhand here. Mm-hmm. And those things are cars and phones and expensive cameras and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But buying clothes or, like, more personal items, yeah. like dishware and stuff, is definitely not something that typical Chinese no. people will do. do. Do you know why? Do you know why it is? Do you think it's because those things are, like, quite personal and, like, intimate that people don't feel a bit like odd about it or that it's because it's secondhand it's somehow about maybe is it more to do with like the face thing i don't know but i'll tell you that the nanny that has been working for us for um like five years now i've known her she won't drink out of our glasses when she's over she always asks for a plastic cup if she wants water so i wonder if there's something Huh. There's something there. Like, to me, it's maybe somehow related. Like, this idea of my germs and your germs. Do you think that's a China? This sounds bad, but do you think that's a Chinese, a Chinese and foreign division thing? Like, do you think if she no, works for a think, Chinese no. family, she would do the same thing? Yeah, I think she would do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. I don't think it's because we're foreign. Yeah. That's going to, I mean, that's going into a something maybe we shouldn't go into it. <laughs> Yeah. I, no, I don't think so. I think mm, um, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that because like using other people's bathrooms, 
Because um, most Chinese, well, at least from what I've seen, most Chinese families in their homes, they have a Western toilet mm-hmm. um, where you sit down. Whereas in the public places, it's all the squat toilets. You don't touch it. You don't have to, like, touch and sit on it. Yeah. Um, and I think also using other people's bathrooms can kind of be as kind of, like, she never uses our bathroom I can understand. Either. I can understand that a little bit. A little bit yeah. more than the glass thing. Yeah. You need in your own cup. I think it kind of goes along. Yeah. With along it, like, lines. Yeah, like just worrying about germs, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's about, which is really funny because I feel like not everybody here has the best hygiene, but they have these kind of like rule, like more strict rules for other yeah. stuff. Like there's never any soaps in the bathroom when you go to the like public bathrooms and stuff. There's never any soap. Yeah. Or if there is a soap dispenser, it's so watered down. You're yeah. just pumping out water with with bubbles in it yeah yeah it's, <laughs> this is it's pretty nasty soap. yeah but then like they would never you know like put toilet paper and sit down on the western toilet because that's totally disgusting right. instead you've got to stand on the seat and do it that way yep yeah they'll stand on the western toilet seat yeah which is and way like, more hygienic and safe obviously yeah definitely safer <laughs> for sure especially in an airplane thank you i'm always flying oh. back and forth with all these chinese people and yeah. by the end of the flight the toilet is just destroyed because of everybody standing on top of it <laughs> yeah yeah <gasps> oh dear delightful but i have if i've been like clearing out stuff the the I like the IE the, 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 the lady who comes to, to clean our apartment, she's often taken stuff with her. Yeah. So in I don't know if she's taking it what she's gonna do with it. Do you think I wonder if she's gonna give like take it somewhere for it to be like recycled or whether she's gonna use it. I, I've put some stuff out in our like rubbish area because um there were no now we've got these like recycling boxes outside. Oh, oh, they're going to go somewhere. Have you got one in your... We do. It's for clothes only. Clothes clothes and bags and shoes, I think ours is. Okay. Um, So before that, I would just put stuff out and, you know, they can take stuff if they want. And I saw a lady with my bag. Oh. (laughs) down the street. Because I I did, like, a double take and I was like, that bag looks so familiar. I was like, wait, it's mine. (laughs) So people do take some stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've kind of talked a little bit about these trash people who come, like, these... uh, like, I don't know, gremlins in the night. <laughs> so what I'll do too is, because they don't, they don't have typical recycling or anything in China. People just manually pick through all the trash. Yeah. Um, everything. Actually, yeah, everything. Take everything. Like, it, not just clothes and actually things that you might want to use, but like, the, there's a restaurant near us and they've just pulled out, it looks like a, an oven and like all the stainless steel backings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lady who sits just around the corner from us and she was there like this morning. Oh. I guess she's going to take it and sell it off to something. Yeah, they take that. a lot of scrap metal. A lot of times you'll yeah. see on the street corner some guy with just like a metal mallet or something like just smashing apart electronic yeah. pieces so they'll they take, take everything they it's take amazing. everything they separate all the screws they separate all of the like copper pieces mm-hmm. they, they strip everything although considering china's no longer taking america's trash wah, wah. <laughs> um <laughs> america you are screwed um i think that this kind of behavior is not going to last forever and then they're going to have a real problem on their own on their Mm -hmm. hands too because there's so much trash in this country like 
they make things so cheaply here that they can only often only be used a few times before throwing it away. Yeah. And it's on such a massive scale here because there's one point, I don't know what it is now, 1.4, 1.5 billion people here. Um, so it's pretty mental, like how much trash mm -hmm. they make. But for the time being, they're still picking through and saving stuff. So like I'll separate, I'll try to like put the plastic bottles and the glass bottles separate yeah. and like cardboard. I try to separate, to make it easier for them to pick through it, but mm -hmm. I don't know how much that actually matters. I have a feeling they still like dump everything back into the trash can and then go through it later yeah, anyway. I think so too. Yeah, but if there's anything useful, like shoes or, like, things that still have use, I also will, like, either put them Separate. in the charity. Yeah, those boxes are, as I understand it, they go to, like, more unfortunate. Oh, do they? It's yeah, so, okay, I think so. Cool. That's what oh, says. That's no, it's, it's like a charity clothing right. drive thing. So a lot of apartment complexes have these boxes, and you can just throw your um, clothes and shoes and, I guess, bags, too, that you don't want in yeah. there, and then they'll, they'll get shipped somewhere. In China, there's still a lot of poverty here, so mm -hmm. I'm sure some people will get good use of it. Otherwise, yeah, I've given some to our IE or um, I've set, set it aside and put it in a separate bag and like folded it nicely. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that it's been taken away and mm -hmm. hopefully been put to good use. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be nice. Like, I, I mean, we have a decent like expat community here in Shenzhen, and there's a lot of like online buying and selling mm, mm -hmm. of secondhand stuff but i i think like a, a good old-fashioned like uh what, what do you call them like a, gar a garage sale type mm -hmm. thing where everyone just takes their stuff and like we call it a car boot sale same sort of thing and everyone just takes their stuff and like puts it out on tables they have them in shekel right that doesn't surprise me yeah, yeah. so in shekel there's a big expat community see that's the thing is i'm sure in shanghai too they probably uh, also probably, have I think yeah. So. yeah but it's not a thing that chinese people tend to do yeah it'll um, just be amongst us i suppose yeah and on wechat as well there's a lot of these secondhand buy and sell groups where people can post pictures of stuff they want to get rid of in fact i got some of the baby stuff for Dahlia that way, and it, it was a nice way to save mm -hmm. some money and get stuff that you know you're only going to use for a short amount of time. Yeah. And you sold stuff as well, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Sold a little bit of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think pe Chinese people give stuff away to their friends and family. Okay. Yeah, like I've received secondhand, um, like especially with the baby, I've received quite a bit of like secondhand mm. clothes and some like, you know, uh, I got a stroller, although that was from a foreigner, but still, like, some Chinese people have given us um, some secondhand stuff. That, But it was in, cool. all in, like, mint condition. Yeah. Like, they didn't give... I've I've never really received anything that's, like, obviously used. used. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, like, a point of pride or... I wasn't okay. sure. Yeah, I don't... I'm trying to think if I've been given anything secondhand, like, used. I think I've been, give, like, gifted something that, you know, someone bought and then... So it was already, it was kind of new, I think. I've definitely gotten, like, secondhand tea. Like, you can tell it's been given to them by somebody else, and then you've gotten it. Tea? Tea, oh. yeah. Like, those tea set, like, you know, it's a thing in China to give these, like, box sets with tea in them, and they're, like, really fancy yes. and stuff. And I've definitely gotten some where I'm, mm. like... They've been re-gifted. Yeah, this has definitely been... Not that it had been used before. No. It was still brand new. Yeah, but yeah. you could tell that it had been sitting around for a while. So either they had bought it a long time ago, but I have a suspicion that somebody else mm. had gifted it to them. And I think re-gifting is... At least it was a, more acceptable before. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, in, in Shenzhen, I, I think that there are, um, there's, there are vintage shops here. Sort oh. of like second, like second hand and vintage, but for very specific things and in very specific areas. So we've talked a little bit about OCT Loft and there, there are several vintage shops oh, okay. and also antiques, mm-hmm. um, which until until I saw that shop, I, I didn't think it was a big thing here. It doesn't seem to be. I don't feel like people want antique stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you, do you what do you think? I just think people don't tend to s- maybe don't tend to sell that kind of mm. like family heirloom yeah, stuff. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm not sure. I guess here in the city, no one's got family heirlooms anyway because they're all back in their own hometown, mm-hmm. like in their five flawed house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people definitely live in bigger houses. Yeah, in their hometowns than in Shenzhen. Yeah, so I guess any part like, like, fa- like things that are worth something, I guess, or antiques must still be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you can get um, secondhand books, and there's a record shop. But I feel as though they are targeted more towards foreigners, or or a kind or a very like small like. A group of Chinese people who are more, like who are interested in like uh, records and stuff. I mean, there can't be that many, really. Mm-hmm. Well, that owner of the shop, I believe, he lived in Germany for right. uh, like twenty years or oh, something right. like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So he probably got the idea from being there. I assume yeah. because yeah. it's just not a very common thing here. Yeah. But that's a pretty cool shop. Oh, it though. is definitely. Yeah, and there are a couple of bookshops. Um, there is also one there, right? I think in OCT mm-hmm. Loft, and then there's there's I think there's some in Shaco as well. I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and online you can get a lot of secondhand stuff mm-hmm. like um, fifty eight dot com. Um, so oh, that, yeah, yeah fifty eight mm-hmm. wuba dot com, and they have this wuba daoja, which we've talked to a little bit about, yeah. which is where they'll send services to you, like you can order a masseuse to come to your apartment or order somebody to come do your nails or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's the same website, 58.com, and that has um, a whole, like, secondhand market. So they also sell secondhand cars on there and secondhand yeah. appliances, but they have pretty much everything on there secondhand. Yeah, Taobao also has secondhand stuff. Yeah. Um, but although I've never, I don't think I've ever bought anything. No, I've secondhand. never bought anything secondhand. Yeah, I am... Um, Actually, that's a good segue about the thing that I wanted to tell you. About. Oh, okay. So I found a bit. I found an article. Um, wait, this is kind of going to disturb you. Um, <laughs> so according to this article, um, a lot of the clothes that are a lot, some of the clothes that are sold on Taobao um, are imported from abroad, and they come into Shenzhen, and um, a lot of the clothes have come from overseas landfills mm. and also morgues oh this has made me think twice about buying clothes from Taobao now <laughs> so how do they restore them though to their I mean and how do they get enough pieces of the same I don't know this is it says thousands uh, oh no sorry a hundred tons of used clothing this was so this has been caught by customs recently um, yeah in in our city and they found most of the items were underwear, which I wouldn't buy anyway, including famous brands such as Calvin Klein. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that's something that happens. And then they sell it on Taobao. Oh. 
No. I guess those things will be different from like buying from a a proper shop because you can tell you can I think you can tell the difference. Yeah, I would like to think I can tell the difference. You can smell the difference. There's always that right. like new clothes. I mean, I guess they could probably invent some kind of spray or something. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you, you get can that formaldehyde tell- smell out of the clothes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, and I'm so- I know it's sick, but it's. That is. I was really up. surprised. I mean, was I surprised? <laughs> oh, I don't think I was surprised. So is this going to continue now that they're not taking our trash anymore? Because I assume that if it's coming from landfills, then it's the same trash that China has decided to stop taking. Don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Because I know it used to be a thing in Japan, especially to take the like the clothing, old clothes and stuff from the U.S. and like resell right. them at like mm-hmm. these kind of thrifty thrift shops and that was really cool to have like american Hmm. apparel yeah makes sense but i don't know if that's still a trend in japan i don't know i think they've got their own trends now they definitely do (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah cool yeah so in a nutshell it's not going to be the same as back home it's not you're definitely not going to go thrift shopping as like spend your afternoon in a thrift shop yeah it's not it's definitely not no but not you de- you can definitely go bargain hunt there's a lot oh, of yeah. deals and and stuff like that so you probably satisfy you know scratch that itch when you're yeah. over here by doing something related probably yeah going to be online yeah and and i yeah that's it i mean i i geez spent i could spend hours trolling Taobao. They're so Watching good at guessing shot. what yeah. you want. Yeah, and they yeah they'll, they'll they'll show you something else, and yeah. then another thing, and then and then the algorithm you know it, has it's like so one o'clock good. in the morning, yeah, and, and you're like, I'm gonna buy so much. Stuff. <laughs> I can't wait for payday. <laughs> and then you bankrupt by the third of the month. <laughs> Story of our lives. So you're ready for the Chinese word of the day? Yes, please. So I picked one that will be hopefully easy to grab onto for most of you out there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the word for second hand and it's a direct translation. So right. it's our show. So R is just like in when you count, E is one, R is two. So it's cool. second hand show. Show is second or it's his hand. So our Great. show. So second hand stuff. Perfect. And the characters are pretty easy to recognize too. They're quite simple. Mm-hmm. So it's a good one. Yeah. But uh, if you want to see them properly, you can uh, go to our dictionary and we will link in our show notes to the dictionary. Mm-hmm. That's at writtenchinese.com or um, if you want to find the show notes, writtenchinese.com slash episode 105. Yep. And we'll link to all any of the articles and stuff. I, I found a couple Yeah, that you might be interested in. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And don't forget, if you haven't left us a review, that would be really awesome. It helps us a lot. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who has already left us a review. Yes. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Follow awesome. us on Facebook if you haven't already. And if you're learning Chinese, don't forget to download the free dictionary app, which is what we work on when we're not doing this. Yeah. And finally, if you want to leave us a question like Katie did, you can go to our voicemail page, which is writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.